0: Earwig Review, episode 40. That's a good round number. Um, Imagine now there are 40 episodes of the show. Very exciting. And I think, as I've been saying the last few weeks, the more... I record these, the more rewarding they are for me and the um, the better they're getting. The first time I did the show, I had no idea what I was doing. I just read. I had no real plan aside from I was going to read the poems that I'd written that week. And I read them. <laughs> and um i think i read like what number they were in my whole sequence of this kind of whatever um and then i said this is number you know 652 and then i'd read the poem okay this is 653 written on and then i'd say i think i said the date and I just did it, and uh, and then I kept doing it, and now it's a whole thing. So I'm very happy about that. And as I was saying in the last show, um, or maybe the show before, if you have any inclination to record your own podcast, any inclination at all, I would suggest doing it, releasing it, Even if it's a complete worthless piece of shit, and then doing it again and again. And before you know it, um, it'll turn into something that, uh, that you're happy with. That's what I think. So, you don't have to listen to me. Or you can. It's up to you. It doesn't matter. But give it a shot. There's enough room for everyone. This week... Well, yesterday... I got some news from the library that this new book... By Stephen Wright, the stand-up comedian Stephen Wright wrote a book, a novel called Harold. And uh, I, got, I got to read the first few chapters yesterday while Miriam was um, getting a massage, a prenatal massage, as they say. And uh, and we drove out and to where the place was. And then I got to sit outside and at this coffee shop and drink a coffee and sit outside and read this book. And that's uh, something I used to have, I guess, a lot more time to do, um, and it's been a while since I just got to sit and read outside like that and drink a coffee and have it be a Saturday afternoon, and there's no better book for that kind of Saturday afternoon to just read and, and try to really relax and, and enjoy yourself than, than this one. So I'm only about, I think I got to about page 40 or so, but I wanted to read um, just a little a little bit of it here, part that I really liked. This is uh, page 27. Harold was very close to his grandfather having spent the entire summer with him when his mother was put into an insane asylum temporarily. Also... Harold was at the beginning of his life and his grandfather was near the end, so they had a connection in both being near the entrance and exit of living. Two doors side by side. Two important doors. Harold thought that would be a good name for a, for a book, The Two Doors. His grandfather lived in a big old house on Moosehead Lake in Maine, very north, almost at the Canadian border. The place had no phone and no electricity, but his grandfather said it didn't matter, because he didn't either. Harold's mother was in the insane asylum for one reason, and one reason only. She could not, and would not, stop talking. In 1926, a pilot that was in an uncontrolled nosedive, in a crazed panic, pushed the yoke forward, which was exactly the wrong thing to do, but because of how fast the plane was going, it caused the opposite effect it normally would have, and the plane came up out of the nosedive and the pilot regained regained control of the aircraft this technique was used in future predicaments throughout aviation history one of the doctors at the insane asylum knew this and in an attempt to get harold's mother to stop talking asked her to talk even more but it didn't work it just did not work and that's from stephen wright's novel Herald that just came out. Um if you've never heard Stephen Wright do stand-up, you gotta hear Stephen Wright do stand-up. There's no one else like him. I think um as much as he was an amazing stand-up, if he would have just decided to write, and even if he just released poems, it wouldn't have made a difference. He still would have been fine. He's a great writer. Um, with the, one of the most unique voices um, ever. And uh, if you ever go to open mics, if you go and just, you know, go into the, the stand up world, you'll see there's always at least one person there that's heard Stephen Wright and his voice is in their head and they just are trying to be just like him. It's very addictive. Um, and uh, he's really he's a, he's such a hero I think to a lot of people. Um, and there's something about this book that when I was reading it, it's like obviously so much him in that you can see like you know his voice is just so clear, clearly him. He, um but in like novelized form it's almost like it gets to a different level of his perspective where in the jokes it's like his sense of irony of like his sense of humor and how much the irony that he's able to pull out from um from everything really everything it's all there this the Stephen Wright that we know, but um, but when it's long form, he's writing about this character. You start to see this other dynamic, like this other part of his worldview that wasn't as it's not as clear in, in the stand-up. So it's it's interesting that like in this form, in novel form, you can't really help that stuff comes out if you like it or not your worldview in, in, um, not just one dimension, which could be just a joke, like the way that he would, he had really set up punchline jokes. He was never like someone talking about like, you know, his personal life or like, um, bringing any politics into it or anything. But in this book, it's like, he's talking about politics and religion and like, all of these different facets that um, they seem to just like it or not when you when you write a book like this, it's it just comes out. Um, so I, I thought that was uh, it's really interesting. Um, the other thing that I really admired about this book is that um, it's it's really fearless to me as to like it seems like. The whole book is just taking place This kid's in class um, And he's just Overthinking Um, He's just compulsively thinking about stuff As someone with um, Diagnosed with ADD I feel like I read this character I'm like Yeah this is This is what I know just fixing the level on the mic there um, but it you can tell that he's not that Stephen Wright when he's writing the book he's not concerned with impressing you in any grand literary way he's not worried about constructing this whole plot and creating this whole drama he's really like showing you the world as he sees it and he doesn't have any dumb thoughts in his head about like trying to be um, trying to impress you even though he's doing a great job and, he, and he's doing really good work but you can tell he's in this with himself and he wants you in there it's a it's it's uh it's an open invitation it's so warm and welcoming but he's not trying to get you to give him an award you know to be like this guy's the you know he's not trying to get you to over do any mental gymnastics it's really he's he's in it for it seems so authentic to me his intentions and I really admire that I think it's easy to get lost in like you know over conceptualizing and and making work that that is trying to its intention is trying to get your an audience to think that you're good uh or to think that you're smart or to think that you're whatever but this no like it's uh it's just, it's like a stand up it's just like you don't question that stuff it's 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 a level beyond that so I'll look forward to to continue reading it and I know already, I won't be able to renew this book because I was. I'm pretty sure I'm the first person that's got to read this copy because it just came out, and I had it on like pre-order on the library or whatever it's called. So I know there's going to be a big lineup. So definitely got to get this read in the uh, before it's due. No renewing this one. So that's great. I definitely drank way too much coffee this morning, and I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to bring myself down, but as I'm, I've been doing a lot of errands since I woke up, just like, whoops, um, you know, moving things to the garage, and going for walks, and taking the cat out, and. Remember, you know, a long walk to get coffee and all this stuff. And now that I'm sitting down, I'm just like, my heart's beating, like, fast. And I'm like, wow, I'm, like, I'm here, but, like, we've been going, going, going. Even yesterday, all day, we got the baby bag um, taken care of, you know, the, the bag you bring to the hospital with all of, like, the the gear for the baby to have uh, when she's born It's pretty crazy. You're like. Trying to. In a backpack. You're trying to pack a backpack. For this person. Who was literally just born. And you're trying to have. All the things they'll need. To. Be on earth. Not on earth. They've always been on earth. For them to. um, Be out. Out. In the world, I don't know how to phrase it. To, for the first time to be born, um, and here, and what's all the stuff you're going to need? And really, they don't need anything except their mom, right? <laughs> but we also need like nail clippers and twenty diapers and uh, I don't know a shirt a. Uh, Oh, There's so much stuff like I don't even I can't even like fathom how much stuff and That's what we've been trying to do. Is like just pack this bag for this kid and it's like I'm Telling you buying diapers for the first time felt like Very real um, It's like yeah, it's uh, we're here where we're ready So trying to level myself here, but we're okay. Let's get into the posts. I'm excited about um, this week's posts. I feel like they were um, I feel like they were good, right, I uh, let's see, let's find out. The first one, is called A Room That Strangers Will Enter. It is difficult to learn how to gain confidence. I think I've gotten better at it. I got better at it because I tried to get better at it. Now that I have some confidence, I'm hoping to share my work with more people. I think that there are people out there that will like my work. I would be happy for that connection to be made. I'm thinking of a time when I visited home. Excuse me. My mother had an art show at a coffee shop. I was lucky to be there to help her set up all of her paintings. Mostly, they were paintings of flowers. I saw that it takes courage to put your pictures up in a room that strangers will enter. I will have to now think of invitations. Um, I really like the title of this this post in particular, A Room That Strangers Will Enter. Um, so it's kind of in two parts. The first part is... Um, you know, I've, I've been actively grappling with my confidence um, on this podcast um, the whole time since day one. I was like, it seemed like a big part of this, doing this podcast was about trying to find a way to um, gain more confidence. And, and it's, and definitely, definitely has been, been the case for sure. And now I have, a, I have a stronger sense of it. I just do. And now that I feel better about my work, um, I feel good about sharing it with others in general. I just do. And I think that this has a lot to do with it. And also getting comfortable with the idea of what it means to share your work and how important it can be. Because I was confused about that for a long time. And I feel like only recently is it starting to make sense Two people that I've read that have helped me understand that are one, uh, Rick Rubin in his book, The Creative Act, I think I actually I don't think I know I, I read a quote from him a few weeks ago when I read that book um, about what it means to share your work. And, and how important it is to share your work, I should say. And then another one that comes to mind is from I think last week Tarkovsky talking about, you know, not just reading into the echo chamber. And um, self expression for self expressions sake is relatively pointless. And um, the The spiritual bond that can be created between you and your audience and vice versa as a as a practical result of the work is what it is about, um, at the end of the day. Good. The other part is, um, I was remembering, um, when I was visiting home a few years ago, as the poem says, and I helped my mom set up one of her painting shows at this coffee shop. And she had so many paintings, as she does. And we loaded up the, our car and just brought all the paintings to the coffee shop and, um, and hung them, I, um, and hung them there. They had all the, whatever, the tracking on the walls and I have this one photo of her and she's standing there with all of her paintings behind her. It's probably my favorite photo I ever took of her. And um, it's so cool. It's just like, the room was full of, of paintings that she'd made. And, and uh, I remember seeing the little labels on the paintings paintings are great everyone sees her paintings they love her paintings really she gets so many compliments and and people really they're not difficult to love Uh, but i was so interested by the labels like and how she titled them because i i don't think that's really her focus and i i can imagine she was like didn't put much it's just not really her what does she care about naming the paintings but she felt like she had to name them things and and most of the, the, what she labeled them as were just, like, really sweet compliments. And I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it would say, like, like, you are awesome, or, like, you are so special, or something like that. Like, it would just say, like, just, like, just, you know, just like a really nice, nice thing to say to a stranger. And I thought, I was like, that's, I love that logic. Uh, maybe I should, I should, um... <laughs> I should name the, my video stuff like that it's actually such a good idea like you know this YouTube video just call it like you were the coolest <laughs> cause isn't that what it's all about like you know all these like clickbaity titles of like the 10 ways to fucking be the best guy it's just like no like You are the greatest person who ever walked the planet. And that's just the name of the video. You got to click on that. (laughs) That's so cool. I never, I guess I never like, I just saw it and it just is kind of a memory. But uh, that's a really sweet thing that she did. And and, uh, that's a really, I was really proud to have been in town and to have helped her set that, that show up there. I was really like, like felt really lucky that i just happened to be in town at that time that i could help her it was really an honor so uh that was great a room that strangers will enter all right i'm gonna lift my chair up a bit here i feel a little low it is good to go to a remote place When you were there, it may feel normal, but when you return to the place you ordinarily are, it will be good to have been in the remote place. It is easy to forget that things are not solely the way that they are. I would recommend that you pack an apple and a bottle of water and a camera in case you want to take a picture of a cloud or a tree that you notice because it is easy to forget that things are not solely the way that they are. Um, What this is about is how it feels. I don't know if I if I captured this when I read it back, but I remember what I was trying to say. And that's why it's great <laughs> to have a podcast for your for your poems, so that you can read them, and you can explain them, <laughs> and uh, because they maybe weren't <laughs> doing the uh, doing the work that they weren't holding their weight, were they? These fucking guys, eh? Um, so. This is what I remember. We were going, it was it was a holiday here um, last Monday. And um, so with the day off, we're like, oh, let's drive. Let's go for a hike. Let's drive out of town. And there's something that happens when you leave the city. Um, and maybe, I don't know, people that do this every day. Uh, um, probably is a different, starts to feel different. But when you live in the city, most of the time, and you don't travel that often, then it takes a sec, but suddenly your thoughts just like like the volume just, go, just gets turned down, and you suddenly and you go around a lot of trees and away from the buildings, and away from just the busyness. It's like a you become it's a, almost a different person. I think this is really true. You just like it really changes your outlook and how it feels to walk around. And that's one of the reasons why you got to get out of town often. Get that fresh air. And it makes you remember that whatever your, your habits, your trains of thoughts, your frustrations, all this kind of stuff, feels like they're so... that that's just the only... there's no escaping it. It's just like that's the way that, that life is. But when you get out of town and you and you're able to get around some trees and away from people, then it it just slows down and you realize that you realize what what really doesn't matter very fast it just goes away. It's very, very important. And then you drive when you drive back into the city with this new experience you've had, with this time you've had to calm down you start to remember all that shit again. It just immediately starts to swell back up. But you have clarity of mind from whatever you learned from being away, even if it was just for an hour walking around in the woods. So, it's a good thing that I would suggest doing as much as you can. Last, I've been having a... Um, trouble with Thursdays because my current habits are that I edit my YouTube video and I usually finish it by uh, the end of the day on Wednesday and then on Thursday morning I wake up and then I review it, do the last changes and then um, send it out into the world that has been that way for a couple weeks then after i send it out i'm like great it's done and now what do i do and you want to like when you finish a a project it's really hard to sometimes just jump into the next one because you're still processing the last one and it can get really kind of muddled there's certain things i'm better i'm able to do it better with but with videos i'm still like you know the 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 Releasing them takes like a takes a bit of a toll that I find I can't just jump back into the next one right away But I'm kind of a workaholic. So meaning if I don't have a Project that I'm like able to go 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 on then I start uh, Getting low (laughs) I start getting like um, You know sad and frustrated and you know, whatever and i and i've been trying a few different things i've been like going to the library and like doing some good errands and all this kind of stuff but i think what i got to do next time is when you ha- when you have some open time you should go find as many trees as you possibly can as fast as possible <laughs> Finish a project. You have an afternoon free. Go as fast as you can. Go find as many trees as possible, and stand and walk through them at as slowly as possible. That that's my new strategy. Because really, like nothing else. What else can you do? like to me I don't know I really don't have any other I can't think of anything (laughs) that isn't like go buy shit or try to fix something or um, binge read a book uh, blah 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 blah, blah, stuff 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 stuff. that's what I'm going to do anyway this is my learning curve at the moment and I feel like I made a bit of progress. So let us move to the next post, my grand ambition. My grand ambition is to one day have a small cabin in the woods, to walk through the trees and notice a strange bird, to own a firearm in case necessary. to write something down in my notebook and never return to what I had written. To see the snow, and the leaves, and the pollen, and the sun, and the moon, and all of that stuff. It is a good thing to think of for one day. It is a good thing to think of for eventually. Good. I like that one. Um, that's probably the best of the three I've read so far. I think the other ones had maybe stronger concepts behind them but this one i feel like i read and it had the the clarity that that um that i like um easy transition from my last little spiel about trying to get into the woods it's true one day i feel like if i thought of like What's the best thing I could ever do in my life? What's like the the ultimate, what would be the, the most, what would be the best reward? It would, I think it would be to have a little cabin somewhere. Really, what more did you want in life than that? I really I really would look forward to that and it's not it's not too crazy it won't it's not easy I don't think it will be easy for me to just get that but um, but I think it's within reach we'll have the kid sort things out not in a hurry but maybe once things level and things steady out with the kid then uh, can figure out what this what it would really take to make this happen so that's my, that's my dream. Um, what did, there was one line I wrote, right, to see the snow and the leaves and the pollen and the sun and the moon and all of that stuff. <laughs> um, it was fun to just write it stupid like that. Um, the word s- stuff is a funny word, obviously. I think that's that whole George Carlin thing, right? But uh, just taking, like, the sun and the moon and that all that stuff, I thought was... When I was reading them back, I was like, well, that's really stupid, but then remembering that's why I did it, because of how stupid it is. Um, and I think, you know, this this whole fantasy of like having the cabin and everything the truth is like you know we live in uh, i'm drinking an iced coffee today for those who are listening in the audio version uh but no ice machine out in the cabin that's for sure Sorry, I lost my train of thought Because I became aware that I was Twirling ice cubes into the mic um, Whatever It's good It was a good poem Let us move forward To The next one Having eaten McDonald's I'm not wondering about much i'm sitting this evening having eaten mcdonald's for supper enjoying each bite very much i would like to always have the chance to enjoy mcdonald's every now and again to eat some fries and ketchup a hamburger and ketchup some chicken and soda Ice cream, coffee, all that stuff that they have. It is all great. I've always loved going to McDonald's. Well, <laughs> it's pretty clear. Um, what I didn't write about this post, maybe because I just didn't feel like it, was that this was my birthday. This is my birthday post. And I think the real... What this is really about is that there's these pictures of me as a kid. uh, Age, I don't know, four, age five, age age six. It seems like all these different birthdays. And I'm like sitting in this McDonald's that was close to the house we grew up in. And and the McDonald's was... um, famously like boat themed like there was this whole area like it was like a kids area on the top and it was beautiful it was like this wooden boat it looked really you know i was 4 but like it was like oh we'd go up into this wooden boat and it was all for like it was like the kids zone and it was close to the reservoir in our city and um The Glenmore Reservoir, it was called. And so, you know, it was like... It was awesome. It was so exciting. I haven't thought about that, the boat part, in so long. And I would just eat these chicken nuggets, and you could see I was eating them, and having the sweet and sour sauce, and I'm wearing, like, this yellow McDonald's bib and whatever. And so often... When it's my birthday, I, like, want to have my birthday meal. <laughs> Even at age 36, right? That's how old I turn, 36. And uh, those the taste of those chicken nuggets and the sweet and sour sauce and the fries and all that, it hasn't changed at all. I mean, it's crazy. That just brings me right back. It's one of, like, my core... Uh, one of the core things that make me up as a person brings me right back, and uh, I thought it was funny because this, on this time, we were, uh, I was sitting eating the nuggets and we ate them at home, because um, we had to be home for the uh, our last birthing class, so I was sitting there eating these nuggets and watching this birthing class on Zoom. And I was like, huh, that's like the difference. That's what I guess like roughly 30 years does to a person. Um, It's good. It's, It's really, it's not very complicated, but I had kind of a time warp moment there. So. It's good. It's good. All right. Next one, advice to my younger self. It is good to be busy with something you care about. What you need to do is practice caring about whatever stuff. If you do not care about what you are doing, then you will be miserable, and you will make everyone else miserable as well. If someone convinced you that what you care about is stupid, then you need to find the strength to laugh at their absurd idiocy. That is part of the practice. Don't worry about what you think other people will think. Instead, finish your work and show them what you care about. And then they will tell you what they think. It will be different than what you think they will think. Regardless of what they think, good or bad, my advice remains: do what you care about. Um, that's actually not that bad. I feel like I, when, after I wrote that, I was like, felt I was like I'm exhausted. That post was really stupid. Um, I think it. I'm, I think it's gonna come off as like cheesy and just whatever. But it's actually. I think it's pretty fine. Um the uh that's the stuff thing. Now I've done it three times in a row. I think in the last three posts I wrote like doing going along with the stuff joke. I really got to get over that or not. It doesn't really matter. But it seems like I'm feel like b- b- vaguely writing stuff in these kind of poems is, is so funny at the moment, but now that I'm doing it every fucking day, apparently I should probably let it go. Um, and I think this is true. It really, it's like the only thing I, I guess I would want to tweak about what I was saying here is like, the thing about like people telling you what they think is like a lot of the time they don't, you know, you just, you're trying to guess their opinion, but it takes a lot of work to vocalize your opinion and give someone feedback. And generally people just don't, you don't really get that. And when you do, it's just kind of like, I don't know, it is what it is. It's either like some, it's, kind of, it's fleeting. People's feedback is generally fleeting if it's good or if it's bad maybe it in the moment it really stings or maybe in the moment it, it's it feels really good it's it's sugary that way like it's just you know a quick my chair's gotten so creaky it's sugary and um but then it doesn't last long term so it's just not but, but you know what I mean? You spend a lot of time sometimes trying to like worry, guess what people will think of you, of your work. And I'm, what I'm trying to say is that's really pointless. Not because it isn't necessarily valid, like you want to know and it's part of it, but because you just don't, it's impossible to know. You just are wrong. You just can't know people that well. It's just not realistic. There's too many variables so i'd forget it that's what i'm trying to practice doing that's what i'm kind of the suggestion of this whole thing is like let it go okay and we got one more post for the week here this is a good faster episode that's good that's good i'm trying to make them faster trying to calm my, uh, I'm still a bit uppity, less so, I'm calming down, but I'm, I still feel like I have a lot of, uh, you know, um, uh, I'm up there, okay, often I write illegibly in my notebook for no reason, I try to get to the end of my thoughts, but there is no end to it. Even when it seems like that is it, there is always another. Even when it seems like the thoughts are about nothing, when it seems like they are so banal, a thread is pulled and there are even more thoughts. I like to write as much as I can about as little as possible. When I read a sentence that is too complicated, I find myself scratching my head and going to the fridge for a snack. It's very complicated to simplify things. But it is good for things to be simple. If you can simplify something for yourself, or for a friend, I think it is a good way to be helpful. It is a good thing to consider. Good. Um, I like that one. I think I think that's true as well. It's a simplify I always wanting to tweak everything um hopefully not tweaking things for the sake of tweaking them but tweaking them to make to make them more simple to make them run better but then there's doing that for someone else and I'm like that's actually really sometimes it's hard to know how to be generous to people and how to like be useful for people that's something that I'm like Never really knew what the answer was. Not in like a way to necessarily even make money or anything, but it's like in general, like how to not just be a fucking drain and to take, take, take. How do you actually be helpful and useful? And one way I think I've found that I can be helpful for people is to help them simplify things. Even it's like, um, helping them organize like my whenever i go back home i guess i'm thinking about home um and visit my mom i like go and clean out her cupboard like organize all the cans like it's just i just go home and i start organizing the fridge and organizing the cupboards and organizing all the utensils and just you know what i mean and it's like um even you know we're like cleaning out making room for the baby and just like simplifying the way that things are used i I feel like that's a good way for me to help help out to people um so that felt really clarifying it's like try to simplify things for other people as a way of being generous it doesn't necessarily cost anything but it's something you can do because it's hard to simplify your own stuff sometimes because you're too in the weeds but that's like a way to be a third party to someone help them simplify stuff is a is a really good good way to be generous so maybe there's something there that's uh, that's helpful good well i think that's basically the show for this week that was episode 40 um i feel like the the post right now are in a state of growth. It seems like I've left behind a lot of the kind of cartoon absurdity that I was writing pretty nonstop for for a while there. And now it's generally every post has become like autobiographical through and through. And they're all, it's gone, it's nonfiction Which is odd because I used to really identify with like writing fiction, but I guess that's not what I'm up to right now, which is completely fine. But I, and I feel like get like that's learning, that's good, but I want them the less. I guess explaining that I need, you know, there's a few today that I read and I've, I had to like explain them and I was accusing them of not carrying the weight. That's the gap I'd like to close. Um, so I guess that's where my work is set out and I can see how like spending more time on these um, could get me there. I couldn't really see that maybe even a couple months ago. So that's good. I feel some progress there. Um, another thing I've been doing, actually, let me talk about this and then I'll wrap up. So all this YouTube stuff I've been on about last week's video. Um, I'm pretty, pretty proud of that one. It didn't get like an ins- as many views as the last one or the one before, I don't think. I don't really kind of forgetting. But it was, it's really good. Um, I was really, really happy with it. It felt like a really, the kind of post that I'm trying to write. I'm talking about like clarity of like saying one thing, you know, and just like letting it run through and explain itself really thoroughly without any weird bumps. This last video felt really straightforward to me and that felt like a big accomplishment. Um, so I'm seeing how like the writing these poems and making the vlogs, they're really, they're becoming more and more similar. And that makes me really happy. I'm really excited about that. But here's the thing I discovered on YouTube. I know this is so obvious to so many people, it's going to sound like so behind, but this YouTube, YouTube shorts, basically you get a go and take your YouTube video, and you can clip out up to a minute of a video, and then give it a new name, and then put it out just as a short. It's really fun. And really, you know, a lot of the longer YouTube videos I'm making are like, about so many different things. And I realize like, the um, the weakness is that there's no like clarity. Like there's not like a single piece of clarity and that's it's the weakness but it's also the strength it's also what, what makes it so fun but cl- taking like minute clips out where I can it like gives that clarity and doesn't upset the integrity of having making the longer pieces exactly how I want to make them in ways that I think you know as as a whole longer piece says something you know I'm, I'm contradicting myself but it's also not a black and white subject so you know it's both it needs to be both simultaneously clear and unclear and that's what makes it worth a while anyway what i'm trying to the point is i was starting to look at this podcast and clip out the poems some of them are i read in a minute or under and then i can clip them out and put them onto to youtube short and it feels almost like I'm publishing them that way. Um so that was really cool. i it was like a couple that that I pulled out last week, and one is one in particular. This was so cool. I took it out, it was the it was a poem about a rock. I will I will notice the next rock I see, I think it was called. I also named the podcast that, but I made a post or a YouTube short about it. And it got like 130 views or something. I was like, that's so awesome. The other ones got like 20 or something. And that's great. 20 people. Awesome. I know in YouTube world, that's like zero. (laughs) But to me, I'm like, that's all I love it. But 130 in my world, that's like viral. So the fact that 130 people even like saw maybe even a couple seconds of me reading that poem until they flipped away or watched the whole thing, I don't really know. That was I was really inspired by that. So I'll go this week and I'll keep working on those shorts and, and pulling out what I can and sending them out into the world. So really cool. I think I know um, m- most A lot of our perspective with social media and and YouTube vlogs and YouTube shorts, it's always like, this is so fucked and our attention span is getting divided and, you know, it's really easy to see like all the negative kind of stuff about it and how kind of cheap and shitty it, it feels. It's not like, you know, IMAX fucking celluloid in a movie theater with, you know, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> um but i'm i'm really inspired by it and, and i'm really enjoying it right now and uh i don't know it, check it out i think if if it's something you've been avoiding because you think it's it's like like whatever gen z shit or something i'd uh i'd take a look i think there's some cool stuff you could do with it um just for fun so that's me Anyway. Um thank you for being here um as usual. I hope that um I hope that things are going well for you. Um whatever writing or art that you're making, whatever whatever creative endeavor you've got at the moment. And um you know Let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Um, And thank you again.